Welcome to the Tiproxy Method, creating confident learners. The Tiproxy Method uses a unique combination of breathwork, brain body work, gratitude, and a clay-based program to affect the neuroplasticity of the brain in students. To help strengthen their mind-body connection, help them develop a growth mindset, and most importantly, trust and confidence in themselves. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Tiproxy Method, Creating Confident Learners. I'm Tawny Tiproxy, the founder and creator. I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you're at. I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we are going to talk about the mind's eye and balance and how to affect focus using these two tools, especially for those kids who struggle with processing and focusing. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. One way to support the Creating Confident Learners podcast is to leave a five-star review and written review anywhere you listen to it. Thanks so much, and let's get started. Be sure to sign up for the foundation course. This course is here to support you, both parents and educators. It teaches the exact foundational tools I have used with students to increase focus, ease anxiety, and help raise confidence and self-esteem so that they can succeed in all areas of their lives, including academics. It's made into bite-sized digestible pieces to help you apply these tools right away. So for the kids that really struggle with process and focus and are easily distracted in a group or classroom setting, the really visual-based learners who don't are not hearing sounds, the dyslexic type kids, the more daydreams or the ones that have an active imagination or who are a little less mature than their peers, they're typically the ones with an almost video-like picture, video game, picture thinking type of brain. And through my years of 20 years of teaching, what I've come to understand with these type of kids, because they're so great at spacing out and entertaining themselves, using their imagination, what is happening in the mind's eye, the inner vision is doing its own thing. It's kind of out in its own world. And that feeling of spacing out and kind of being in your imagination, your mind's eye feels really good to them. And they tend to go there quite often. And if you are spacing out a lot in a classroom setting, if you, that's naturally where you go to those kids who daydream as well, of course, they are missing some core skills and core content. Um, because yeah, by face face, it's more fun to be out there than the hard work of getting your thoughts to paper when you're learning those until they become embodied and natural. But academics tasks ask for the mind's eye to be in focused and lined up with what the eyes are seeing during anything academic in the classroom. Again, at recess and playing and sports, everything else, their mind's eye can be free to do whatever it wants. But with the orientation of symbols, and when I talk about symbols, I'm talking about the 2D of alphabet and words and numbers being symbols that are on the paper and they need, they mean something And the mind's eye needs to be lined up to get the right symbol. So again, a P can look like a B or a D, lowercase, if the orientation and the flatness of that symbol, because again, these are symbols for sounds and meaning, 
are not lined up. So this is where the mind's eye becomes really important for those types of kids. So over the years, I've learned that it's enough to remind these type of kids to get their inner picture, their vision lined up with their eyes when they're focusing for academics. In the last um, episode, I talked about the mind's eye where the eye is literally, the mind's eye is literally lined up with the two eyes. I kind of throw my finger behind my eyes to kind of demonstrate and they tend to get it right away. The picture, the vision's lined up for their eyes when they're focusing for academics. And it's more of a feeling of focus, right? So that's why I started calling it laser focus over the years and going, I need you to your mind's eye to be lined up. I need you to be laser focused so that, you know, the opposite of spacing out. And they tend to get it that way. So I essentially tell them to bring the mind's eye to the back of the head to make sure it's lined up with their physical, what their physical eyes are seeing. And if they don't know what that is, I'll talk more about using uh, being the part that the brain sees with other pictures or when they daydream, you know, and so forth. But a lot of times kids really, really get it. And again, in the foundation course, I do have a video that walks you through this whole process, but when the mind's eye is lined up, the focus comes, the processing is easier because you can't really learn new information if you're not focused and processing of new academic information requires focus. And it can look a little different depending on the child. Sometimes they just retain the information better. They don't make as many mistakes with carrying numbers and math. If I'm doing tracking with the switch of misreading letters, pretty much that tends to go away pretty quickly or it goes away every time I remind them. And if they are starting to switch up words and letters and so forth, I, I immediately am like, hey, how's your laser focus? How's your mind's eye? Is it lined up? Is it seeing what your eyes are seeing? I tend to use this with the ones of the children who tend to misread or omit trigger words. Um, and that frequency goes down significantly when they learn this. But it's one more way of them controlling their own focus. And again, I remind them that they only need this in times of academics. Another thing that I like to do as well as subitizing plates, there's just different dot patterns that kids can memorize to strengthen that mind's eye connection. So I'll flash it at them and then, you know, have it tucked away to see if they can picture that. So then that connection's made there. The Along with the mind's eye and laser focus, word study with clay will help with that too. And I always go back to working smart. So knowing how to turn on for a task at hand and full focus as laser focus then we're not having to go back and redo anything because it's been understood with um, full attention. So doing any task fully and presently with full alignment and focus, the retention and the information is retained at a better rate. So teaching kids that while I'm doing a task, for school, for academics, for homeschool, reading, writing, math, I'm all in. And then when I'm done, I can turn off. Like we want kids to be efficient. We need to start removing the fluff sometimes for the kids who struggle and really get the core subjects and core stuff in line and, you know, do it in the most direct way. Those kids tend to thrive when we're not making them just do things and do things. But we need them when they're learning a task to be fully focused so that they can actually retain the information. So that's where laser focus comes in and where the mind's eye being lined up will help them feel laser focus in their body. The feeling of focus 
has a very specific feeling. So does the feeling of spacing out. So we have to give them as many tools to teach them how to do this. So another thing too, is we want the brain optimally functioning. So the brain is developing quite rapidly for 24 years. And with this move to technology, there's actually a brain body connection that is helping the brain develop in these 24 years. So I actually always go to when parents and ask me about apps to do things, I'm always like, give them a real pencil and paper, get them outside playing, have a real book in their hand. All these things really, really matter. They tactilely need to do things. So when a kid is learning their letters for the first time, you know, having a tray with sand in it and those motions, whether it's cursive or the letters themselves or the numbers, that's a neuromuscular connection. And they have to tangibly do it in the body for the mind to understand it, for the brain to create that new knowledge. So really, especially in elementary, middle school, but all the way through 24 years, the more they're doing something with paper and pencil, book in hand, yes, even typing does have that neuromuscular um connection to, but there has to be the movement in the body. And I have become really, really interested in how the brain processes and if a a brain is processing strongly or not. So that laser focused mind's eye with the eyes is part of brain processing. Am I focused or not? Am I on or off? And then balance really tells us a lot and can help the brain as well. So the body can affect the brain and the brain can affect the body. The thoughts of the brain can affect how we hold ourselves and vice versa as well. But with balance in particular, it is helping the right and left hemisphere talk better, right? Because the opposite brain hemisphere is in charge of the opposite side of the body. So when we do things that cross the midline, that uses balance on one foot, that helps the brain strengthen as well, as as well as breathing exercises that, you know, actually build brain cells, but also oxygenates the brain. So all this stuff is doing, we need the brain to be functioning optimally. We need laser focus. So full focus as well. Mind's eye with the eyes when they're doing processing for academics. So I use balance to help too. And there's balance and ball work stuff from the Davis program that uses a cush bell or rolled up socks. And there's a progression with the balance and the crossing the midline to use the focus. So essentially you can check in and build a child's processing skills and focus skills and give them the feeling of focus just by learning how to balance on one foot. So a lot of times, um, the first time I'm going to say hundred percent of the kids that I ever see well, the first time I ask them to balance on one foot, say the right foot, they are flailing. And then the left foot, they're flailing. So just by learning how to balance calmly on one foot and maybe even challenging with the eyes closed, that is helping the brain develop, but also that feeling that they have to breathe to their toes and be fully embodied. That's the focus they need for academics. And another way to create that mind's eye focus in the body is to have a child stand on one foot. You can often give them a clue to, hey, maybe feel like someone is holding your shoulders for stability, but get that feeling in the body for both sides, standing on the left foot and standing on the right. And I always bring this back to academics. This is the feeling of focus you need while reading or writing or math or whatever you are struggling academically with. You need this feeling of focus. And that feeling of standing on one foot is, is very tangible for kids to know. And I know that a lot of this is out-of-box thinking and tools, but I've just seen it 
make sense over and over with students who are not doing well in a traditional school setting. And yet when they do have the right tool set for them, they transfer the knowledge and the feeling of focus and the independence of how they learn and process and they make it their own so that they can function in the classroom with their peers from a place of knowing and confidence. And they can function in the classroom with the distraction of a group setting and with a distraction of their peers. Um, One student I was homeschooling for about a year, she went back to her original classroom where she was struggling before daily and she was deciding whether to go back to the classroom or not. And she essentially went back for a day and she was there a year later teaching her classmates what they were doing because she had already learned what they were working on and she had the confidence to do so. So she went back to a setting where she was one of the kids struggling daily to a year later being taken out of that context, learning the tools that she needed to process and, and focus and so forth, and then ended up actually teaching the same set of kids um, what they were working on in the day that she went and revisited the classroom to decide whether or not to go back into school or continue with homeschooling. But how healing to go back to the place that you originally struggled with, with the same exact classmates, one grade level higher, and you're clearly the most capable person in that classroom now. And she was the most capable child in that classroom because she had more tools to pull from because she learned differently and she had more to use. And then again, when your confidence is exponentially higher, you're going to do well in any setting, whether it's a setting that you were struggling before in or something new. Confidence always makes us um, show up a little bit stronger in any setting. So with the balance and ball exercises, I essentially have kids start square to me and it's both feet on the ground. Again, the type of crossbody movement that this ball work is going to do, this stuff only really happens with crawling or in sports or yoga poses that cross the midline. So this is a pretty tangible, easy processing exercise that kids can start to help the brain process better, the left and right hemisphere talking to each other. The first time a a student does this with me, they usually struggle to varying degrees, but usually after a few sessions or weeks or times, they've got their balance, they've got their focus, and it becomes easy and it's more of a game. They actually do think they're playing in the moment, and I do wean them off of this kind of ball work, balance work. Once I see that the balance and focus and processing are all in line, that it's embodied, that it's second nature, that it's there... And then once their processing is better, their focus is better, then I can take that time to do more core subjects, school assignments at a quicker pace and at ease that if I hadn't taken the time to help smoothen and strengthen the mind-body connection through ball work, through balance, through laser focus, and help them process that way, we'd still be struggling. And a lot of times kids will still ask to bring the ball work and balance work back. And I'll use it on the days that they're tired um, or highly distracted. But overall, it's just a tool that helps solidify permanently the processing between the two brain hemispheres, solidify focus and making it tangible. And we're doing this all through the body And it's so, so cool when it translates into academics. So again, I do walk this entire ball work and balance work and then the other steps to it besides just learning how to balance on one foot with the eyes closed in the foundation course. 
sure to sign up for the foundation course. This course is here to support you. It teaches the exact foundational tools I have used with students to ease anxiety and help raise confidence and self-esteem so that they can succeed in all areas of their lives, including academics. It's available as a one-time purchase or as an ongoing monthly subscription with extra group support and monthly live stream. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter to stay in contact. Keep up with the Creating Confident Learners community on Instagram and Facebook at Creating Confident Learners. Have a blessed day and aloha.